Hello, in this lecture we're going to talk about the second step of the budgeting process, that being the comparison of what actually happened to what we budgeted to happen. So in order to do this, we're going to look at what's called a flexible budget. We're going to make our standard budget that we had originally created in terms of the master budget and make it flexible in order to measure certain types of performance. So we'll talk more about that as we go. First, I want to just recap the budgeting process. The budgeting process is, of course, the planning process. That's going to be the creation of the budget in order for us to then have a plan to go into the future. So that's going to give us a roadmap of what we are going to do. Then we'll actually follow that roadmap. We'll actually follow the plan and try to perform as well we, as we can in accordance with the budget that we have put together. Once that time period has then ended, then we need to compare what actually happened to what we planned to happen. So that's going to be the comparison. And then we'll see if we can make any improvements on that process. And then we'll do it again. We'll budget again and we'll try to compare into the next process. So just like anything, just like any process, just like most things in life, it's more of, you know, the journey. We're going to keep going. It never ends. We're going to keep on having the new process. And hopefully if we do it right, if we, if we put the system together well, we can continually improve within the process of this process, just like any process of decision making will be, which will be, let's make a plan. Let's then execute the plan as best we can and do as well as we can based on the objectives that we have set out. Now then, once the time period's over, let's compare the objectives to the plan that we set out. Let's look at the differences and then let's make a new plan and hopefully improve on it during the next time period. And that is a never ending uh, process that we will continually strive for in order to achieve improvement. So when we compare this, we're going to focus in on the comparison process then. So we made the budget, the time period has passed, and now we're focusing in on, okay, how do we do this comparison? How do we do this review process? And the most basic type of comparison, which we will do, is that, well, we have the master budget. We've got the budgeted income statement. We've got the budgeted balance statement. Uh, particularly the income statement, which is measuring the performance, the time period. We want to take the numbers that we had budgeted to happen, and then we want to compare that to what actually happened when we're talking about income and expenses. So we'll just line up the two income statements and then see what the difference is. And we can call the difference the variance, the change, right? So we're saying here's what the fixed budget was. Here's what we budgeted to happen. Here's what's actually happened. Here's the change. And some of it's pretty straightforward. We can go through that and we can get some information from that. For example, if sales is, you know, more than what we thought it was, we thought, well, that's good. If expenses are more than what we thought it, for, it was, well, that's kind of bad. And we can get some information from that. But there's some areas where we may need more information than this. And it depends on the type of company as to how detailed we want to get on this. But if we're trying to drill down on particular expenses, especially like variable expenses, then we need to take into more consideration oftentimes. That consideration being, what was our actual workload? What was our production level? And does it match what we expected to happen? Because if our workload was a lot more, if we happened to have a lot more business or a lot more to do in a production department, if we had produced more stuff, produced and sold more units, then uh, our projections in terms of expenses are, are clearly going to be wrong. For example, if we produce guitars and we said we're going to produce a thousand guitars in the master budget, and so therefore we projected how much revenue, how much uh, we were going to spend in terms of expenses in terms of producing a thousand guitars, and then we actually produced, you know, 1,300 guitars, we made more than we expected, which isn't really a bad thing. It's hopefully it's a good thing. 
because hopefully we sold those. And if that happened, then we're almost surely over budget in things like direct materials and direct labor. So if we went to the direct materials department, then if we went to the manufacturing department and said, hey, uh, you did a bad job because <laughs> you're over budget on the direct materials used. We, th we said we we're going to spend this much and we have expenses of this much. We're over budget. You need to do a better job. We would be sending bad um, messages. And when we measure performance in a lot of areas, this seems kind of kind of obvious in this area, but a lot of areas of measuring performance in different areas, we use things like ratios or comparisons like this. And many times people don't really recognize when those types of comparisons don't apply and we still apply them. And when we do that, we really send bad, bad messages because people respond to incentives if we're measuring things improperly and then making uh, assessments on those and uh, judging performance on those and, and allocating resources and compensation on those without realizing that uh, those those assessments aren't quite right, then we send out the, the wrong message. And of course, here the problem is that, uh, you know, of course we spent more on material. We thought we were only going to, you know, produce a thousand guitars and we produced uh, 1,300 guitars. So that would be expected. So if that's the case, then it's not like we can just say, oh, well, that's fine. You were over budget because we produce more guitars. That makes sense. But we still need to measure performance. We can't just not measure performance because we produced at a different level than we expected to produce. Right? So now, now the question is, we're going to say, well, okay, well then what would we expect to happen at a production level of 1,300 units rather than 1,000 units? We still want to make that measure. We still want to make that adjustment. So we're going to go back to our budget and we're going to make it basically flexible. So we're going to take our budget and we're going to look at these line items and say, Okay, well, what, what, in terms of material, what if we, um, made 1,300 units? How much would we expect to be spending in terms of direct materials? And we're going to go through the, mainly the variable cost will change in these areas, uh, and look at the variable cost and say, well, what do, would we expect to happen at these items? So, of course, in order to do that, we will have to convert our master budget, which is a fixed budget for the most part, because all budgets, when we finalize our master budget, is based on what we, uh, you know, one production level. That's generally what the budget's based on. And the, the way to make it flexible is we have to convert it from like a standard financial statement type budget to a uh, budget that's going to be broken out in terms of fixed costs and variable costs. That will be the thing that allows us to easily change the uh, level of production. So in order to create the flexible budget, we will have to break out the cost between the variable cost and the fixed cost. So a quick recap of what the variable cost and the fixed costs are. Variable costs are going to be those things that change with the level of production. So if we produce more uh, production than, in this case, guitars, then of course the variable cost will change in relation to that. The most common examples will be direct labor and direct materials in the production process, but there could be variable costs in other areas as well. For example, selling costs like commission could change in a similar way. And then we've got the fixed costs. Those are the things that do not change. So those are the things like the rent. So it doesn't matter how many units we make, the rent will be the same. So we're going to take our uh, normal budgeted income statement and convert it from the normal income statement basically to a contribution margin type income statement, one that then would be a flexible type income statement that we can then change very easily based on the level of production. So remember the normal income statement has the sales minus the cost of goods sold 
that's by category that's what we spent in order to or the expenses related to the cost of the inventory that we sold of course and then we have the other categories being the selling and admin expenses so we broke it out by category in that way and over here we're going to break it out by behavior so now we're going to have sales minus the variable costs and then we're going to take the and then the sales minus the variable cost gives us the contribution margin and then we're going to take the contribution margin minus the fixed cost so note that the sales minus the contribution the sales minus the variable cost the variable cost could include things from all different areas of uh, different categories meaning it could have the direct labor and direct materials from the uh, production process and it could have things that are variable such as sales commission in there as well the fixed costs could have things from different areas it could have pieces of overhead which are fixed and be in there in the fixed portion so we're breaking out by behavior this is not the way that we, we will not present something like this to outside users these are not normal financial statements under gap purposes these are internal statements in order to help us with our comparison now this means that we can easily have different production levels we can say okay well if we did this we can say well how much would we expect basically for net income at different production levels because we can just take the sales times the sales price we can take the uh, variable cost times the variable rates and then we can take uh, the fixed cost will of course be the same no matter what the production level is now we may go through a process like this when we're creating the budget beforehand in order to kind of create the budget but when we're planning we're doing the planning process we generally will fix on a production level and make a master budget based on one production level after the time period has ended we may use a flexible budget in order to help with the comparison and at that time we actually obviously know what the actual production level was therefore we're going to make our flexible budget flex to the actual production level if we know that we produce 1300 guitars rather than the fixed budget of 1000 guitars then we're going to make a flexible budget based on 1300 guitars so that we can then make the comparison make a relevant comparison so then if we did that if we said okay now we did an income statement and we did another comparison and we and we compared the direct materials that we budgeted at the rate of uh, 1,300 guitars, which is the actual rate that happened. And if we say, okay, we're still over budget in terms of how much we spent in expenses for the direct uh, materials. And if we go to the materials, uh, the production department and say, hey, we're still over budget, that we may not be able to stop there. there there's still components in that so that's better than us making decisions based on a budget at a different production level obviously but there's still questions that could be had so if we go to the production department and we say hey you're over budget you know you were inefficient in the use of materials and we you know you got to do a better job there's still two things that could happen we still can't really take that number and assign it to have one person accountable and that's what we're trying to do in the review process we're trying to say you know who who's accountable for this number who can we uh, help to improve our process through this number and we still don't really know because there's two components the question is were we inefficient with the material usage meaning in the production process did were we sloppy and used more material than we should have uh, or is it the fact that we actually paid more for the material than we thought we had budgeted to pay so that's now going to be the analysis we're going to have to look into and again we don't want to go to the production department and say hey, you know you didn't do a good you were over budget on the, this process if the actual problem was that we paid more than we had budgeted to pay for we need to go in and say okay was 
Do we need to adjust our budget? Is it fair that we paid more? What, what do we expect to happen next time? Do we need to fix this, uh, this process of buying our materials? So in order to do that, we're going to come up with what we call standard costs. We're, kind of, we're going to figure out what we think the standard costs will be. And in order to do that, we're going to have to get a lot more than just the accounting department in there, of course, because if we're thinking about the standard cost for things like direct material and direct labor and production of guitars and stuff, we're going to have to say, okay, how much, uh, you know, we're going to have to see the experts for the production of the guitars and the experts in terms of pricing and whatnot and get them all together to come up with these standard costs that we can then use in order to try to hold people accountable and, uh, and, and, measure people's performance using these type of measurements that's what we're trying to do we're trying to get better by by m narrowing down and having particular metrics be be accountable or applicable to uh, different people in the most fair way thereby being able to measure performance so if we think about the standard costs for like direct materials there's going to be basically two pieces that we're going to have we're going to have the standard the price standard how much we think it's going to cost basically per unit we got to figure out that and then we're gonna have the quantity standard how much do we think will be used so if we're talking about like wood what's the price per piece of wood right what's the uh, number of wood that we think should be used per unit per guitar being produced if we think about labor we have the same kind of idea here we've got the rate variance how much do we think it's going to uh, cost for the labor direct labor uh, in order per hour usually in order to make the guitar and 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 how much and then we have this time standard how much time do we think it should take in order for the guitar to be produced so those are the two standards there so we're gonna have to break those two things out and figure what those two things are then we can take those standards and kind of compare what actually happened to what we projected to happen and this comparison is called cost variance analysis so this is going to be cost variance analysis that we will be looking at and what we're going to be doing is comparing what actually happened to the standards. So the cost variance, meaning the cost change, the difference, are ways we can say what the variance is. is. And so the cost variance is going to be calculated as the actual cost minus the standard cost. Now, when we think about the actual cost and the standard cost, we can break those out into their components. The actual cost equals the actual quantity times the actual price that'll give us the actual cost what actually happened was the actual quantity times the actual price we know what happened because the time had passed that gives us the actual cost when we think about the standard cost that's kind of like the budgeted cost what we would expect to have happened based on our standards that we have come up with and that would be the standard quantity times the standard price so we came up with a standard quantity a standard price so you'll note that we basically have four components here we've got the actual quantity we got the actual price we got the standard quantity we got the standard price so now we're going to think about well how can we use these components in order to measure the performance that we have so remember that these are mainly going to be focused in on those two components being direct materials and direct labor where we had the example in this example of the direct materials being over over budget even though we had the budget flexible even though we compared the budgets and had the same production level and we looked at that line item and said hey the the direct materials are still over budget well now we need to compare that variance and say what what's what's the cause of that and we can think about two causes remember those two causes could be and we're going to in general terms think about it as a price variance or a quantity variance 
So if it's a price variance, then we paid more per unit. We paid more for the material. We paid more for the wood than we had thought we were going to pay. If it's a quantity variance, the definition of the quantity variance would be in terms of direct materials that we used more. We were not efficient with the wood that we had bought. And if we think about the other major component in terms of labor, we would say, okay, the price variance, if we were over budget on labor, then there could be two components of that. If we're over budget and we used a flexible budget, then there still could be two components of why we're over budget. One, the price variance. Price variance in this case would be that we paid more per, per unit. We had the hourly rate being higher what actually happened than what we had budgeted to happen. Or if the uh, labor variance is higher, then maybe it's that we were inefficient in the labor. We, were, we weren't as efficient in the work hours that we had put into place in our production process. So we need to basically see who you know which of those two components are accountable so in order to do this in order to make this measurement we can think of kind of like a chart in order to compare these two things out in order to compare the price variance and the quantity variance and so the calculations in the long method we'll take a look at the long method to kind of do it and then we'll take a look at the shortened method to do it so if we were to think about it kind of visually and if you want to look up the uh, cost variance chart you can probably you can google that easily and find cost variant analysis and show this pictorially but the price variance would be the, the subtraction of two calculations. We would compare the actual quantity times the actual price minus or compared to the actual quantity times the standard price. We would multiply those two out and subtract them. Actual quantity times actual price uh, minus the standard quantity times the standard price would give us the price variance. Notice what's the same in those two calculations is the, is the actual quantity. Actual quantity times actual price, actual quantity times the standard or budgeted price. So this thing that's the same is the actual quantity. The thing that is different is the price. So we have the actual price in one calculation, the standard price in the other calculation. That's because we're focusing in on, of course, the effect of the price variance, meaning the amount that we paid for direct materials or the amount that we paid for the labor. So that's going to give us the price variance. If we want the quantity variance, we can take the two calculations of actual quantity times standard price and compare that to the standard quantity times the standard price. So we're going to subtract those two out. And notice what's the same and what's the difference. In this case, the standard price is the same. We're going to use the budgeted or standard price in both calculations. We're going to differ the quantity. The actual quantity in one calculation, the standard quantity or budgeted quantity in the other calculation, focusing in on, of course, the quantity variance, meaning did we use more or less material than we had budgeted to use. So once again, the quantity variance could be the actual quantity times the standard price minus the standard quantity times the standard price to see that variance. Then if we would add those two variances up, they would then add up to the total variance that would be in our comparison of the, the flexible budget compared to what actually happened. So once again, the, what the flexible budget compared to what actually happened gives us a difference. In this case, we said that we were still over budget in direct materials. Then we can break that difference down into price variance and quantity variance in this way. Now, if we wanted to get more simplified on the formula, instead of having, you know, to, you know, to calculate the price variance, instead of having actual quantity times actual price minus actual quantity times standard price, we can recognize the fact that the thing that difference is the actual price and the standard price and subtract that out first and have you know one less step in our calculation so the formulas then on their most basic level or the most simplified level or the least calculation type level would be that uh, the price variance would be the actual price minus the standard price 
times the actual quantity. And that's usually the thing that gets confusing. It's the difference in the price, actual and standard, and then you have to multiply times the actual quantity. And we think when we think about the quantity variance, we think about the thing that's going to differ, which is the quantity, actual quantity minus the standard quantity. But then you have to remember that you're going to multiply it times the standard price, what we budgeted to happen. So that's usually the thing that we need to kind of uh, remember in those types of calculations when we're doing those calculations.